Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, if you are thinking about dinner tonight, man, I got a great suggestion for you. Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You can find them in North Denver. You can also find them in Lyons. You can find them in Estes Park. But if you live in the Denver metro area, head on up to the North Denver location. It's right off of uh, Highway 36, heading up to Boulder. They they smoke their ribs forever, their brisket. They smoke their wings as well. I love their smoked corned beef Reuben. Um, their sides are fantastic. Southern cheesy corn bake is outrageously good. I don't like baked beans, but when they have like pork and brisket drippings in there, takes it up a new level, and I absolutely love that. Great desserts as well. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Cater from there. Maybe you want to cater there. Over the 4th of July weekend, I catered a party for uh, Halloween, and people just love the food. So if you don't want to cook, 4th of July weekend, no problem. Cater from Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Again, you can find them in North Denver in the Denver metro area. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. The Nuggets have traded Will Barton and Monte Morris to the Wizards for Cantavius Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith. Deal become official on July 6th. I always kind of get a good chuckle out of writers, sportscasters, and other markets who don't cover the team that they're talking about, kind of like Tim Kawakami, who is a fantastic journalist. Very, very respected. Yes. Very, very respected. Wrote Game of Shadows, the book about Barry Bonds. Okay? Terrific writer, but his opinion is so ridiculous. What I would say to him if he was sitting in front of me, dude, stay in your lane. I know that you cover the Warriors, and that's great. But when you put out on Twitter... If you're the Warriors looking towards a possible repeat playoff matchup against the Nuggets, you probably like seeing a lot Denver subtracting Morris and Barton. If he was sitting across from me, what I would say to him, hey, Tim, could Morris or Barton cover and guard anybody on the perimeter during the last playoff series against the Warriors? Because the answer is no, but KCP can. Sustain your lane and write another book about Barry Bonds. KCP adds adds some toughness on the perimeter and gives them a lot of flexibility in other ways too, including who they have on the floor, when they have them on the floor, and he's versatile enough to, to play several roles, and that's important. And uh, Ish Smith is, we we get to say he he's setting a record. This is going to be his thirteenth NBA team. Yep. he's a nice little p- player, nice little point guard, but he's not going to be a real factor. No, and honestly, um, I think Calvin Booth wants to shake things up. And I'm not so sure that Tim Conley makes this trade. He was very close personally with Bill, uh, Will Barton, both guys uh, from Baltimore. I think that's one reason why Will Barton wasn't traded. Um, I, I've been on the get rid of Will Barton. I'll drive him to the airport train for a long time. I'm glad. It's not that I'm glad he's gone. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. Okay? I can't say that I know him well, but I don't like him 
as a fit on this team. He had his opportunity to be a significant scoring option for the Nuggets last year with MPJ and Murray out of the lineup, and he averaged 14.7 points a game. That's what he brought to the party. Aaron Gordon had more points per game than Will Barton did, and that is shameful. This is a guy who said, I should be a starter in this league. No, you shouldn't. Not at all. And if you're starting on a team, like if Will Barton is starting on your team, you are not winning a title, period, because he's selfish with the ball, too. Don't you think, though, that the financial component of this trade is still important? It's, it's important, but I wouldn't categorize it as a salary dump. Well, I because mean, the mid-level exception, I believe, has now jumped by about a million. But to me, this was not a salary dump because they were looking to get rid of Barton anyway. I was told that by somebody inside the Nuggets organization. And then you look at, at, at Monte Morris, who I like as a player. Don't get me wrong. But they want to give Bones Highland more playing time. Jamal Murray's back. And I have Monte Morris as a third option at point guard, and you want to give Bones Highland more playing time. I think Morris's contract is favorable for his talent. I will give you that. Yeah. And I'm sure Booth did not want to include Morris. I'm guessing he didn't. However, in order to get a guy who is a not a lockdown defender, but one of the better perimeter defenders in this league, who over the last two years has averaged 40% shooting three-pointers, you have a 3 and D at shooting guard, and now you and now you pair him with defensively with Aaron Gordon, who doesn't have to cover anybody on the perimeter anymore. So you have three potentially really good starting options who are scores in Murray, MPJ, and Jokic, and then you have two guys in Gordon and CP and uh, not CP three and KCP. <laughs> excuse me, KCP. I think we'll be doing that a lot, right? Who can he won't be the only one. He can score. I mean, the, the guy averaged, what, 13, 14 points a game? But you're not bringing him in for his shooting. It's not like this guy is Bruce Bowen and all he does is play defense. Okay, Calvin Booth, here, here's the next test. Is Now they have room and exceptions. What are they going to do with them? They're going to try and bring in a guy who plays defense. Another one. Yes, because that's what they need. That's what they need. They don't need scoring. They need guys who can play defense. Because when you look at that Warrior see, uh, the Warrior series, they had no answer for Steph Curry, no answer for Clay Thompson, and no answer for Poole. None. Now at least they have one answer with, C- with uh, KCP, with him. Mm-hmm. That is an option. And maybe you bring in another defensive guy. That's your option. That's what you, you don't need to bring in scores. Can you more afford to have, to have Michael Porter Jr. in the lineup w- with KCP? Because of his defensive ability? Well, Michael Porter Jr., this is this is my beef with Michael Porter Jr. And I don't have any beef with him because of injuries. If his body's failing him, I am not going to fault him for that because of a bad back. I'm not now, I don't know what kind of rehab he does, but I know the people that work on him and I know he does work hard. My issue with Michael Porter Jr. is he still has an AAU mentality. And what I mean by that is when you are the best player on the floor on your AAU team, mm-hmm. you stand in one spot and you just fire up shots and you hit most of them because you're the best guy on the floor. If you watch Michael Porter Jr. and Danny, you, you're a Nuggets fan. Michael Porter Jr. does not move well without the ball. He stands in one spot. And if, if you really want to score points with Jokic on the floor, who is more than willing to distribute, you can't just stand in the corner and fire up shots. He doesn't move well without the ball, and clearly he needs to be better defensively. But what he has in terms of measurables is length. 
to be a better defensive player. He just doesn't utilize it as often as he should. So when he's healthy, someone needs to teach him how to move better without the ball because it'll be a hell of a lot more effective than standing in a corner waiting for somebody to throw him the ball when everybody knows he's just not going to move his feet. In some ways, I think this trade almost is uh, suspiciously too good for the Nuggets. Yeah, I think it's a terrific trade. Because again, like what am I missing? Am I missing something? Here? No, I think it's a terrific trade because now you have three legitimate scores on the floor, and you have a swing man in KCP who can contribute a, lo- a well, bunch be, of ways. He'll be your yeah, he'll be your starting shooting guard, but he can guard on the perimeter. And Aaron Gordon is a terrific defensive player, and on any given night, you're not expecting him to do it. Mm-hmm. He can score twenty points. He's your fourth option. And that's what he should be. He should be your fourth option. This past year, he was the second leading score ahead of Will Barton. I, <laughs> I like Monte Morris. I like his tenacity. I like his attitude. But they traded two guys who should be coming off the bench for a starter who can play defense and hit threes. And that's what throwing. they need. Yeah, listen, he's going to be a guy coming off the bench. That's what he is. Nice little player. Yeah, he's fine. He's, there's a reason why he's been with a lot of teams. He's fine. There's nothing great about his game. You don't say, wow, this guy's really great at this or really great at that. But then again, throw in their draft pick Brown, mm-hmm. right? This kid this kid brings attitude. <laughs> That's what he brings. He brings attitude. And he, he, he plays good defense, really good defense. And the kid can jump. He's not going to be starting but I like him off the bench, and maybe one day he will be a starter on this team. So they're they're bringing in a guy with some grit. I mean, when you look at this Nuggets roster, who really has grit? Monte Morris did, so losing him, that hurts. Brown brings some grit. Jokic has grit. Nah, different. Different. Different to me. I mean, Aaron Gordon brought some grit at the end of the Warriors season, at the end of the Warriors series where he played angry and he played well, but only for a handful of games. Mm-hmm. Jokic, he doesn't bring grit to me. Amante Morris does. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll, miss, a, they'll miss that. They, they will miss that. Yes. But that's, that's coming off the bench. You're getting a D and three guy in your starting lineup. I'm not saying he's Aaron Aflalo, but, but I, that's the best comp I can give. I'd just like to see Michael Porter Jr. get back on the floor and see how this can all fit together. So would I. If Michael Porter Jr. can reach his potential, okay, and that's a big F. Yeah, we talked about that. Yesterday. Big F. They, they have a terrific starting lineup. They have a terrific starting lineup. They really do. I believe they do. And I'm the furthest thing from a Nuggets homer mm-hmm. because I like what they have. MPJ hitting shots from the outside. Move your feet. Play a little bit more defense. Jamal Murray is an up-and-comer, even though he's been in the league for a while. You have a defensive shooting guard who can shoot the three. Aaron Gordon, I think, is a more than a pretty good player. And then you have the two-time MVP. I like their starting lineup a lot. Not a little, a lot. You had said that maybe Tim Conley doesn't make this deal because of it, in part because of his affinity for Will Barton. His personal relationships, I think, ran too deep with some of these players. That's why he was so reluctant to trade Gary Harris. How about his pure basketball savvy? If, if this is showing, he, this shows basketball savvy in my mind, that Calvin Booth, if if he was the one at the forefront, and there's, I believe he was, that th- this is a very promising sign of of a new management team moving forward. He, to me, here's the best way to, to, to put it. The best businessmen make business decisions based
based on being pragmatic, not being emotional. Mm-hmm. Tim Conley was too emotional with his decisions because he liked the players so much. Arturis Karnasovas, business. Masai Ujiri, business. And now you have Calvin Booth. He, he just traded Monte Morris and Will Barton. That's a business move. Yeah. That's a business move. Coming up after the break, hey, how about the Avs? They have a lot of unrestricted free agents. Kemper, Kadri, Burkowski, Dechuchkin, Lekkinen, Manson, Cogliano, Helm. Who absolutely do they need to bring back? And who do you, who do you look at and say, well, if he walks, we'll be okay. That's nice. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, smileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. Man, this guy has been so good to me over five plus years. He does my health insurance, my auto, my home as well. And a lot of farmers agents, a lot of agents in general only do commercial, auto, home, or life. I mean, he does all that stuff as well, but he also does my health insurance as well. So for me, it's one-stop shopping. What else do I love about Eric? He treats every client like they are his only client. What do I mean? Quick to return phone calls and emails. He does it on his days off. I mean, you're not going to get better customer service than that. Plus, they check in with you every year to make sure every policy is up to date. Okay, good example. Mandy just did her basement. She needs to get a new policy. A lot of people don't think to get a new policy. Well, she's going to be working with Eric because she knows he's the best and he's going to continue to check in every single year in case she does any improvements on her home. If you want to work with the best, work with Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Agency. They have over 70 years of experience. Call today. 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay, Abs are going to be looking to repeat, but they have some big decisions to make. A lot of unrestricted free agents and a few restricted free agents. Uh, Kemper, unrestricted, so is Kadri, Burakovsky, Nachuchkin, Manson, Cogliano, and Helm. Lekkinen, I believe, is a restricted yes. free agent. With that... So is Nicholas Abe-Kubel. Okay. Give me one guy they absolutely need to target. Nazem Kadri, you have to go to him and say, All right, it, we're not asking you to give us a hometown discount. We want to know in what range are you talking here and if it's going to be worth anything the way this situation here worked out the last year, how we stayed with you, how you were in the right place, how playing second line. You're guilty. You're guilty, basically. 
second line. We stayed yes. with you when yes. it was tough. Second line center here. You, you, if you go get big money somewhere else, you're going to be expected to be the first line center, put up big numbers. And so this is a good situation for you. You have to start with Nazem Kadri getting at least a feeling. Now, remember, the salary cups is only going up a million. Right. They made a big deal of it going up, but it's going up to 82.5 million, only a million. So there's, it doesn't really open up a tremendous amount of room. And it isn't necessarily that we can sit here and say who are their best players because the issue is you're going to have to have some bottom-heavy spots on this roster to be able to afford the top spots. So it's going to take some exploring. I know that Joe Sackick is already doing it. I think the first one you take care of and at least measure is Kadri. The first conversation you have is with Kadri. And and help me out here. I could be wrong. If I'm not mistaken, they have nearly $24 million in cap space. Yeah. And they have McKinnon's contract coming up. But, but the, after this year. Right, but, they, but they, they need to budget for it. Yeah, for the extension. They have to budget for it. And, and, and I think what you do is you look, you look at those four guys whose caps hits are in the 4 to $5 million range, and that's Burakovsky, Kemper, and Manson, and realize you're probably not going to be able to keep all four of those guys. And I, I throw Nachushkin into that group, too. So that's really a group of five where you're looking at the decision on how aggressive financially to be and how open-minded they are going to be into accepting maybe a little less here. And so I think I think you look at those five guys. But Kadri's number one. I think the other guy is probably signable uh, and liked it here was uh, Josh Manson. Yeah. And I, I know he's he's from a hockey family. Hockey families tend to be to say, you know, it's a business too. Right. But I think in this case, I think they can they they are able to, they kind of this that was a good marriage too. He got off to a little bit of a slow start, struggled struggled a little bit, but I think by the end of the year, especially uh, especially uh, playing out there at the end of the year, he was clearly a good a good fit for the Avalanche. There's one big positive to winning the Stanley Cup, and one big negative. The positive is obvious. I don't need to really spell it out because there's going to be a parade tomorrow. Period. That's the positive. The negative is when you have guys who are unrestricted free agents, their value goes up because they are associated with winning a Stanley Cup. Their their salary will go up inherently. And if you watch the Stanley Cup playoffs and you look at the unrestricted free agents they have, you can make a case. Every single guy who is an unrestricted free agent played a significant role. Kemper was the goalie. Right? Yes. Kadri, hat trick, game winning goal, but we know what his regular season was. Burakovsky, willing to sacrifice his body and a decent offensive player. Hey, he's a champion two different places now. Nachuchkin was terrific. I'm not saying I would have voted for him for the Con Smythe, but you could have made the case for him to get a vote or two. Very much so. Manson, he was terrific during the playoffs, not being on the top line pairing. Cogliano, I understand his age, but you could justify bringing him back if he's you have. A, he's only making a million dollars, right? You can justify that's the base. That's the benchmark. You can justify bringing him back because I think he's like thirty-five. But you can he just thirty-five. You yeah. can justify bringing him back because he doesn't make a lot. And then Helm, uh, championship pedigree. He's won a couple of rings. He played hurt too. He not only played hurt, he outhit everybody. So everybody made a contribution. So even look at Jack Johnson because of uh, weird personal circumstances. Terrific singer. I love that <laughs> bubble song. 
Jack Johnson only made seven hundred and fifty grand. Right. So you're talking about bringing guys back and fitting them in. The financial component is significant, and so uh, I think they're going to be looking at situations like Nico Sturm was probably the one kind he's of wash. Gone. He's gone. He's kind of the one washout. Yes. Right. That, that that would be a luxury or a guy they really don't need or want anymore. Here's the thing, Terry, and I'll throw this at you. When you look at the unrestricted free agent goalies, it's really not an impressive list. Now, Darcy Kemper. Jack Campbell doesn't make much money, though. I, I Well, do you want he's to? The, he's the goaltender at Toronto. I understand. But do you want to go with him because you're going cheap with the Stanley Cup champions? Not necessarily cheap. You just at some point you're going to have to make decisions and you're not going to be able to sign everybody. And that includes... That includes letting Darcy Camper walk. So with that, so with that, and that's where I'm going. Here are your top unrestricted free agents at goalie. Darcy Kemper, Marc-Andre Fleury, Villa Husso, and then Jack Campbell. After that, it's more of a who's that than a who's It's Philip who. Grubauer all over again. Right. So uh, Kemper, I'm sure, will want to raise. Do you really want to go with Marc Andre Fleury, or do you want to go with Francois? I think I, I think what they're going to do is is go with Francois and use Tissonen, who they like, who's the Colorado Eagles goaltender, a young guy. I think they've. I really believe this. While of course it is praiseworthy that he was playing when he was going to an optometrist twice a day and trying to refocus his eye to be able to see the puck. That's great. It's a great story. It's very praiseworthy. But I think the Avalanche, if they have to be, they have to be ruthless in some places. And one of the ways they can be ruthless is saying, this showed we don't need great goaltending to win. Oh, and, boy. And so we're going to go with Pavel Francis at least next year. Boy, that sounds really familiar. Can, can I tell you why? Because I've said it before. That's like John Elway saying we don't need a quarterback because our defense is so good after <laughs> winning a Super Bowl. And oh, by the way. But they can't bring everybody back. You go down that list of, of the five guys with Burakovsky, Kemper, Kadri, Manson, and Nachushkin. Yeah. Those five guys, you can't bring them all back. I think. I think they'll end up with three of the five or four of the five. And I, I'm not going to tell you which ones because I think that that story remains to be written. Before you jump on the Francois bandwagon, and I know, and you were on it during the playoffs anyway. You, uh, we talked about this before the air, and so you're probably going to throw my words back. In no, I'm place. not. I'm going to give you a totally different thing. Oh, okay. How confident do you feel with Francois knowing he has a long history with injuries? But he had the surgery on the on the double the dual hip surgery, and that's taken care of. So you think he is absolutely out of the woods? You no, you're never completely out of the woods. So no, I would say okay. I would have to say no. So to that. you you're you're going to be starting your backup with an injury history, and then the backup to that guy is a guy who's played almost no NHL games, two games I think. Okay, so you, as the Stanley Cup champs, yes, I, yeah, that's what I do. Yes. Mm. Man, because I could tell you right now, if Francois gets injured, you could probably kiss their cup chances goodbye, unless they make a trade to deadline, which yeah. I know Sackett will have to do. You are going really thin at what most people would say is the most important position on the ice. You're going with a backup who has yeah. a, who has a yeah, history. That's what I do. Who has a history if of injuries? Bl- if you, this team is that good, I think they can get away with it. No, they won't get away with it this time. They won't get away with. Listen, at the end of the day, the law of averages will equal out. I understand how good this team is defensively and how good they are at the forward position. But if you have to go into the playoffs with 
a guy who has played two NHL games, I don't feel good about it. Okay, that. You, you bring back Kemper. You give him a big raise. You give him a raise to, oh, $6.5 million. Well, wait, but, but wait a minute. Let's and then, up. then, then which one of those guys do you used to t- say, we don't need you? Goodbye. Well, uh, they made some pretty or we good. Can, or we just can't fit you in. Well, uh, you want to bring back Kadri. You want to bring him back. But, but, but you're not going to give him market value. We can agree on that. Yes. Okay. And with Kemper, it's not that I'm crazy about Kemper, but he's given you stability and goal is what he has. Mm-hmm. And he played injured. And he considering I his, won't disagree with that. Considering his eye injury, he played pretty darn well. It's not that I don't like Francois. What I don't like is he does have an injury history. Period. But they get, he had the dual hip surgery to take care of it. Well... He hasn't he hasn't played sixty games to know if he's truly past that. So you so you're starting as a Stanley Cup champion. You're going into the season with your backup goalie and a guy who's played two NHL games. You are really rolling the dice that you're going to bank on everybody. Yeah, Francois is one B and Kemper is one B. I think so. Most- I'd go with one B. They, and again, they can't bring everybody back, and so they're going to be tough decisions made. And one of them, in my mind, would be that to let Darcy Kemper walk. If, if Kemper he, wants something unrealistic, because now he's a Stanley Cup champion goalie, mm-hmm. yes, I'll let him walk. Just like I would let Grubauer but who walk. Who would you who would you let walk of that if you bring back Kemper too? If you bring back Kadri and Kemper, who do you let walk? Because you're going to have you're going to have to let one of those guys walk: Burakovsky, Nachushkin, and Manson. Uh, I would let Manson go. And um, I would bring back Nachuchkin. I'd let Burakovsky walk. Why? Why? Because just money. Because Nachuchkin's a better player. Mm-hmm. Period. Is he not? Well, yes. I'm, I'm going to well, say that, this. Well, that's why. I'm going to say this player. though. He his story is so compelling. Such a recovery from a from just a terrible. NHL run. Yeah, I really don't care that. about that. He's a better player. Well, that's I'm all just I care saying. About. Yeah, I'm it's just not saying, emotional for me. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying. Maybe one more year of that before I completely 100% buy in. Right. And Chushkin is, is the guy. Sure. Well, if you give him a prove-it deal, he'll probably make more going someplace else. Yeah. Right? And I'm not going to overpay. So if, if Nachushkin wants a bunch of money because he now has a ring, then I bring back Burakovsky. I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Okay. I, I'm going to kind of agree with you I'm in this sense. I think you're telling me you assess... And you take a, a little bit of a survey yeah. of what these guys are looking for. Right. And then you make a decision on who to call. You have, at the end of the day, Nachuchkin and uh, Burakovsky and uh, who's the unrestricted free agent again? The un, the un, is Burakovsky, Kemper, Kadri, Manson, and Nachuchkin. No, the the restricted free agent. Oh, that's uh, Ar- 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 Arturi Lekkinen. And, and Lekkinen and, and Nachuchkin are the same player to me. Same guy. I would like to keep one of them. Would love to have Burakovsky. I'd love to have all of them. But you have to you have to see what these agents want their guys. Lekkinen plays big. Nuchushkin is big. Well, then I which is good. Right to me, they're the same guy. They can both score, and they were both really good in the playoffs. Coming up after the break, how about those Rockies beating the Dodgers? I think you said yesterday, Danny. Would we take the over under on eleven and a half? We both took the under, and it was eleven. But here's the thing. A lot of a lot of Dodgers fans at Coors Field. Are you getting sick of it? Or are you saying, you know what? That's just the way it is. That's next.
And now you fellas leave your girl with her friends. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to PinnacleDen.com. Okay, Rockies beat the Dodgers again last night. I'm not saying that they have the Dodgers number, but they've done certainly pretty well against them this year, specifically at home. Uh, A lot of Dodgers fans in the building yesterday. Um, I know a lot of fans don't like it when opposing fans show up. I get that because they can be obnoxious. Listen, all fans can be obnoxious. But does it really bother you that much? It used to. I've really come around to the point of view, though, that in the StubHub era and the resale out there and and kind of the energizing atmosphere when there's people rooting for both teams in the park or the arena or the stadium, I've come around. I think it's okay now. I think it's great when opposing fans are in the ballpark with one caveat, when the home team's winning, because the rest of them just shut up. Well, my caveat is is that uh, I don't like it when the fans, when they're fans who live here and you use a sudden loyalty to the, let's say, the Red Wings. They live in Michigan. They move here. Then all of a sudden, they want to remind us that they're from Michigan. So they adopt the Red Wings after they've moved here. So? That happens all, all the time. That bothers me. That, that bugs me. Well, I'm sorry. It doesn't have to make sense, but that bothers and bugs me. Well, just because, okay, so if you grew up in Michigan and you've lived here six months, is there a document you need to sign that you have to give up all loyalty to teams you grew no, up watching? No, I'm saying they, they've found this loyalty all of a sudden after moving here because they want to stick it in our face that they're from Detroit or no, from that's, Michigan. That, that's the team they grew up watching. But, but they didn't grow up. I'm telling you, that, uh, many of those people in those stands have become Red Wings fans after they have moved to Denver. They how, want to rub it in your face. I'm being serious when I ask you this question. Do you have a statistical survey I'm not no, aware of? No, I don't. I'm, not, I'm saying that's my gut feeling and it's in and my survey of being at all these games, like when when Steelers fans show up, when uh, well, Steelers, Lakers fans Steelers show fans up. travel, Green Bay fans travel. There's a difference. And by the way, Denver is a city that people move to from other cities. I'm right. a, I'm a perfect example of that. So are you, by the way. Yes. There you go. I grew up in Oregon. Yes. Okay. I moved here in high school. Okay. So we, when when you moved here. Were you a Blazers fan or a Nuggets fan the day you moved into your house? The day I moved into my house, we, I was in, I was a Blazers fan. Oh, and when when did you finally? I say, didn't say I didn't say I'm not part of this phenomenon. No, I, no, no, you're. Part, I am not part of this. No, phenomenon. you're part of the problem. I'm saying I'm not part. I'm not saying I am not part of that phenomenon. Right. I still I still uh, rever the uh, old Port Ontario Blazers with Bill Walton. See, see my. My situation is very different than everybody else who lives here that is not from Denver. I've covered so many professional sports teams. You're, you're just you're just numb. Well, it's not that I'm numb, but like you, I root for people and I root for great stories. So when the Cubs come to town, I want the Rockies to win ten nothing. When the Bears come to town, I want the Broncos to win thirty five to nothing. Same with the Blackhawks. Same with the Bulls. 
because I've, I've covered 14 professional franchises. So whatever city I move to, because I'm not a fan anymore, the team that I cover, mm-hmm. I want to win. But I am very much the outlier when it comes to that. But when you're not a sportscaster and you've you've covered a lot of teams, you you carry the team with you. Yeah, I can tell you right now, if I move from Chicago straight to Denver and I was an attorney, oh my God, I'd be a Bears fan and a Blackhawks fan because I don't know these players and I don't know the people in the organization. I would remain a Bears fan. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. That was the team I grew up watching. I'm not really a White Sox fan, but I was a Cubs fan. I realize it's not a litmus test of citizenship, but a quality of citizenship to adopt the local teams. It's just that at least have a have an aura, have a feeling that it's obnoxious to the people around you who are loyal to the local Well, I got teams. news for you. You just talked about yourself yes. as a teenager. So you just... No, cre- no, you, you weren't there. You don't know that. No, you, you told me that you remained a, uh, a Blazers I didn't fan. go to Nuggets games and paint my face red and black. No, who did you cheer for? It wasn't at those games to cheer for anybody. So when you went to a Nuggets-Blazers game... I didn't go to Nuggets and Blazers games. When, when I was in college, for example... It was still the ABA, and we were nope. we were going to the UMC to get four dollar tickets. Okay, so who'd you cheer? Who'd you cheer for? The Nuggets. When you when you moved here, right from Portland, right from Portland, I was rooting. Oh, good for you. you. Okay, so you rooted for the Nuggets. Yes. Oh, good for you. All right, what do we have coming up? The, the ABA final days. Bird Averett was coming in like six times a year. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor? Just in case you missed it. ESPN Plus ranked all 32 NFL rosters, gave out some uh, strengths, weaknesses, and an X factor. We'll take a look at where the Broncos fell on that list, and if you guys agree with their strength, weakness, and the X factor for the coming season, that's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. I've been telling you about Mighty Plumbing and Heating for a very long time. They now have over 900 five-star Google reviews. And I'm going to read you a review that hasn't even been posted on Google. And it came from my wife because she had her garbage disposal that went out. And I said, well, you need to call Kevin and his team. They're amazing. So after they left... I get this text from Mandy and I wasn't asking for anything. She just sent it out of the blue. She said, oh, my goodness, Mighty Plumbing just finished up and they were amazing. She wrote that in all caps. Dominic and Scott. Wow. Great team. Efficient, professional, great guys. That's how I feel about them. So remember, it's Mighty Plumbing heating and air they take care of all of that stuff i've mentioned you in the past that last year my hvac unit went out they were at my house the next day and it was blazing hot that week customer service fantastic great pricing and the best product out there and the guys who work there outrageously good with that want to bring the guy who's trained all of them the owner of mighty plumbing heating and air how are you kevin Doing good, Eric. How are you? Uh, good. I know there are a lot of people out there that, you know, 
They're looking at their HVAC unit. It's kind of on the fritz. They would rather repair than replace. But let's look forward for a minute. I think you and I have talked about in the past. You can repair it if you want to. But didn't you tell me the prices are going to be going up industry wide towards the end of the year? That's correct. So we're going through a change starting uh, next year. So January 1st, 2023, industry-wide is going to go through a change, and they're going to do a new rating system. And so that's going to change the technology and the units, and it's going to affect us because equipment is going to go up even more than it is now, and a lot of the stuff that we're used to installing in this market is no longer going to be available. Well, let's talk about RUD, the product that you use. Uh, They work with very few companies across the country. What makes their product so good and the best in the business? It's the reliability. Um, They come all automatically with hail guards, so that protects from our lovely weather here. Uh, They're reliable. It's got a full 10-year warranty, which is parts and labor uh, straight out of the box. Um, and then they're there. They, if there is an issue, they have parts readily available um, that we can get. But I've been using uh, this product for over 10 years, and we roughly have maybe 1% breakdown, if that. That's, it's almost unheard of in this industry. You guys always offer, like, incredibly smoking deals, um, even if it has nothing to do with an HVAC unit. It's like you're offering all these things all the time. What is your offer right now on all the services that you do? Well, we've got a free, uh, we've got $150 off of repair. We've got free service call coupons. Uh, I found a couple of those vacation vouchers stuffed in my desk. <laughs> so we've got that kind of going on. If somebody wants to go on a vacation on me, uh, we've got 0% financing. We've got financing with no payments up to two years. Uh, we pretty much have everything that you need covered and some type of discount right now. That's it? That's all you got? Come on, Kevin. You could do better than like seven, eight things, can't you? Seriously? Uh, we can walk the dog, mow the lawn, wash the car, anything you need. Nice. How do people get a hold of you, Kev? Best way is the website, www.mightyph.com. I can tell you firsthand, they are absolutely the best. I could not imagine working with anyone else. When Mandy's garbage disposal went, I think I made a phone call at like 5 o'clock. Boom, answered the phone out there at Mandy's house like a day or two later. It's that customer service. You treat every client like they are your only client. And I can thank you personally for what you did with me and with my wife. And with that, I know your health right now isn't where it needs to be. I hope you start feeling better, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you, Kev. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You, you too. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, ESPN's Ben Lindsay ranked all 32 NFL rosters using Pro Football Focus's database and rankings, uh, including strengths, weaknesses, and X-factors. The Denver Broncos right around the middle at number 14. The biggest strength listed was the secondary biggest weakness, linebacker, something we've talked about with this team for several seasons. Uh, And the X-factor, Bradley Chubb. Do you agree with Lindsay's assessment? 
The biggest strength is the quarterback, Russell Wilson, period. End of discussion. That's absolutely true. I don't know where he got that. Maybe maybe they're, maybe they're going beyond one number. But yes, the greatest strength is quarterback. But you know what? I wouldn't even agree it's the secondary. Although I like the secondary a lot. I would say it's the running back room. I think, yeah. I think one, two, they're terrific. But I can make an argument easily for the secondary with Sertan. And then the kid that they brought in from... San Francisco as their corner, I, and I don't know why his name is 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 escaping me. And then you have uh, Justin Kwan Williams. Kwan Williams, he's going to be terrific. I think Darby is a, more than fine, right? And then you have you know Caden Stearns and Kareem Jackson. So I think you're fine in your secondary. The biggest weakness is the uncertain offensive line. I can see that, but when you look at linebacker, Bradley Chubb uh, has had a history of injuries, right? Right. And then you have Gregory, who may not. It's my understanding he's not going to start training camp. So I've got him as the X factor because of that. Yeah, I mean they're two starting outside linebackers. One is both of them have a history of injury, and and Gregory also has a history of not playing a lot of games. So your top two guys, I don't want to say they're question marks, but historically they are. Just in case you missed it, Freddie Freeman. Fired his agents after an emotional return to Atlanta. The Braves in the offseason offered Freddie Freeman $135 million over five years. The Dodgers and Freeman agreed to a $162 million deal for six years. $57 million of that contract is deferred, so there's a chance that he won't even make as much from the Dodgers deal as he would have with the Braves. Uh, he said that his representation situation is fluid. But it has been reported by several outlets that the representation is fired. Is it fair for Freddie Freeman to be unhappy with his representatives for the way negotiations went when he could have made his feelings more apparent during the process and been a larger part of those negotiations? It's obviously an emotional reaction to going back to Atlanta and having the fans react to him there. But the whole thing's just ridiculous. I mean, he can tell his agents what to do. They gave the Braves a deadline and the Braves didn't meet it. He could have stepped in and said, hey, come on, this is what I want to do. I really do want to stay. His words were empty. I can see a guy like Nathan McKinnon at the age of 18, okay, not being in touch with his agents or not even knowing the yeah. right questions to ask. Freddie Freeman's 32. <laughs> Dude, grow up. Seriously, you need to be accountable for your own career and you can listen to your agents, but you also have to have enough intellectual curiosity to ask the right questions too. don't ever put your life in the hands of somebody else and say, I'm a hundred percent good with your opinion. And I'm not going to ask any serious questions. question. Did you have an agent in broadcast? Yes. Did, what did you, how did you run that relationship? He told me the options. I asked a ton of questions and we made the best decisions together. That's the way to do it. Yeah. For me, for me, my whole thing was never about how much money I made. Mm -hmm. For me, it was about the best opportunity for a potential, another opportunity. Mm -hmm. I always felt the money would be there if I worked hard enough. I just did. So for me, it was about, okay, if I know I want to take another step, what's the best opportunity for me? And I know we need to run. I was going to tell a story, but I'll tell a story another time. With that, Alex, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Terry. Make it the best possible night you can.